What's up, gang? How you guys doing? This is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 28-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life. Coming at you with my daily podcast, man. It's late night. It's about 11.45, man. And I've been running all day, um, you know, doing med runs all day. I'm still doing med runs. I'll be doing med runs until... uh around 2 a.m. and uh and i just got caught up in so much other stuff that um it's not until now that i'm literally getting to do my daily podcast so gotta make sure i get it in before midnight or it wouldn't be called a daily podcast right so i'm getting it in today um but uh as i'm working and you guys know man i am i put in some work you know, I work a lot of hours. I do a lot of things. I try to, uh, you know, keep different uh, sources of income. I mean, all coming from work, right? But um, and then plus, I got some investments here and there. But you know, I try to uh, keep a constant cash flow because I like to have options, right? I like to have options to. To walk away from something when I feel like walking away from something when I'm tired of doing something and I don't want to do it anymore, I, I can feel like I can walk away and still be okay, right? Still pay my bills and and still go on vacations and still do some things that I like to do in my life, right? So that's where I'm at as far as me uh, working so many jobs. When people ask me all the time, why do you work so many jobs? You know, why do you do so much? And I, like I said, man, I like to have options, you know? I like to have options and 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 working three jobs does two things. Number one, money always gives you additional options that you may not have had before. And uh, number two, working three jobs, it gives you the ability to, if you want, if one job gets on your nerve, you walk away from now when you still got two other jobs, you know? So I, I guess that's what my uh, work philosophy is thinking somehow, some way. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. I mean, obviously, I have four sources of income. I actually get a pension as well. So I get a pension. So, um, But anyway, so I could say goodbye to all three jobs and I could still be okay. But that is not what I'm doing. I still enjoy my vacations and my toys and my extra things and nights out and everything like that so um that's that's where i'm at guys that's where i'm at i'm uh working on having options so since i'm working on having options right and i was thinking about jobs and working and everything i think my question of the day for you guys is going to be this right um are you willing to fulfill the contract right are you willing to fulfill the contract that you signed when you first got your job, right? When you first got your job, you know, I know I'm talking to a lot of uh, my new college graduates. You know, my daughter's just graduated college last year. I have another one graduating this year, another one next year. You know, um, my son graduated college. Uh, years ago um, and uh, so I say something to college graduates about new employment 
right? Um, you got to read the contract you're signing when you sign up for a job, right? When you sign up for uh, working for somebody else for, I don't know, um, five years, ten years. I would say the rest of your life, but I know that um, in this new age world that telling somebody you're going to work for them the rest of your life is unrealistic, you know, um, and uh, that's just, that's my era. People in my era worked 25, 30 years for the same company, you know, um, that is, that just doesn't happen too much anymore, so, um, but the one thing that is important is when you sign that contract with your employer, are you reading the fine print? Uh, I mean, are you really, really um, out there begging for a job? Or are you checking your employer, you know, to see if you guys are a good fit, right? I'm not telling people to go in there and um, just totally get what's best for them, right? You know, when you sign in a contract with an employer, it's like, okay, um, these are the skills I got and this is what I can bring to your company. Now... Because of that, what can your company give to me other than money, right? Because at the end of the day, listen, at the end of the day, money ain't going to cut it. Just having money from somebody is not enough, right? Money is good, but after about $75,000, a year, um... You need a whole lot more from your job than just money, period, right? Um, and listen, to, to be honest, over $65,000 a year, um, other than having more things and, and, and doing a few more extra things with your life, um, I don't think that that much more money adds that, that much more joy to your life, right? You know, as long as you can handle all the basic needs that you have, you know, for you and your family, and you live within your means, sixty-five thousand, and that'll do it for you. That that'll get you right where you need to be. That's a sweet spot, you know. So uh, if you're not at sixty-five thousand, then uh, make sure you guys are working toward that figure because that figure can be uh, definitely. Um, life-changing if you're not there yet so uh work on getting there and, and in this day and age maybe you do have to work two jobs maybe you do have to work three jobs you know i know that um two of the three jobs that i have you know are equivalent to the sixty-five thousand. you know and then, then one job puts me way over the top but um you know, it is just my willingness to put in work. And you have to have that willingness to put in work. But uh, back to my point of the contract that you sign, right? Um, what you can offer your employer, what your employer can offer you. And it's basically, guys, a negotiation, right? You're negotiating, right? Some of the vital, most important things, which is your time, right? And, and the more value you put on your time, 
the more you should demand of your employer, right? But on the same token, the more that your employer demands of your time, the greater the skill you have, you should be able to produce, right? Now, I know that some jobs, right? Some jobs, uh, they turn people into just numbers, right? They turn people into just numbers and um, they give you menial work to do that, that basically monkeys can do, right? Trained monkeys can do. And, um, and when they give you those jobs, they have, they demand a lot from you personally, right? Personally, they demand a lot of you. Um, but at the same token, they're not asking much from you as far as skills are concerned, right? They just they need you to be on time. They need you to show up every day. They need you to show up in a snowstorm, right? They need you to show up and when it's 80 degrees and everybody else is going to the beach, they need you to show up. They need you to fill those numbers, right? And so in those jobs, man, you're not going to get to $65,000 a year most of the time, right? And if you do, it's probably in, you know, like working for the state, or like working for federal government or stuff like that. And those jobs tend to be, um, even though they're, they they pay well, and you know, and they put you over that 65,000 that most people um, try to achieve when they get out of college. The point is at the end of the day with those jobs, you have to fight to find your satisfaction in those positions. Right? You have to fight to find your satisfaction in your position. And the reason why I say you have to fight to find your satisfaction in those positions is because of the task that is given to you in bulk, right? So it's a hundred people and all a hundred of you are given the same monotonous task to do each and every day to move the cogs of the machine along. You know? Um that is something that happened in law enforcement, right? Um, doing the patrols, all this routine stuff. Routine stuff so that nobody gets out there and tries to be extra creative in law enforcement. That is why law enforcement has been the same way for 150 years, right? It has not changed, okay? And that is why there's so much problems in law enforcement, right? Because everybody stuck in this routine type policing you know and the word is well it's worked for 150 years why don't we just keep doing it when the truth is it hasn't worked for 150 years we've just been violating people's rights for as long as we've known so we think it's okay you know so uh i mean that's just a crazy world of law enforcement. You know, I know all my buddies is like, oh man, why are you giving out the trade secrets? Come on, the, 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 the gig is up, guys. The gig is up. You know, um, jobs like law enforcement and the post office and all of those things where you work for the state and for the government, you get paid a lot of money, okay, just to put your butt in the seat and show up, man. Just to put your butt in the seat and show up. They're not really looking for you to be innovative, have new ideas, be super creative, right? 
bring new things to the fold. They're not looking for all of that. They're looking for you to show up and fill the numbers, right, so that they can get the votes, right? That's At the end of the day, that's what it is, man. It's moving the government machine along. Make sure that, you know, hey, I guess I can say the fat cats get paid, right? And in turn, they make sure that they, they sprinkle a little bit of that profits down your way towards your salary. And I do mean very little. And I do mean sprinkle. Right? So uh, so don't get all excited about your position in uh, law enforcement or whatever. Or, or, or government employee or, or whatever. Teachers union. You know. Stuff like that. But anyway. Back to talking about you guys coming out of college. You know. You got to read the fine print of these contracts that you sign up for. But after you sign it, right, you got to be willing to fulfill it every day, despite the fact that the job probably becomes monotonous and it probably gets boring, right? And what you'll learn in life is that, believe it or not, Monotonous and boring can sometimes, well, most of the time, is your friend and your path to success, right? And the reason why I say your friend and your path to success is because you need to be consistent if you're going to succeed in life, right? And that consistency... When it comes to your job means showing up every day and performing at the same level you performed at when you were trying to keep your job in the beginning, right? When you were, when you were just trying to impress your boss and show them how good you were in the beginning. Those skills, right, are the same skills you need to be using 10 years from now, right? You still need to be out there trying to show your boss right that you possess the skills okay of the person not only the person that you that he hired but that you're far better than the person that he hired because you also have the experience now because you never stop growing in your position just because you do the same thing every single day in the job guy just because you do the same thing every day in the job does not mean that you can't do it better, right? It does not mean you can't do it better. It does not mean that you can't do it with energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. It doesn't mean that, right? Sometimes the same thing is not the same thing. So just think about that for a minute, right? You get two people doing the same job, tasked with the same standard operating procedures for that job one person comes in and they do it to the letter this is what I do every day my job is to come in inventory these items put them on the shelf okay um, and put them into the computer go on a patrol right and 
report back my findings at the end of the day, right? You know, whatever job this person is doing. I, I just made that up, okay? Then you got another person that comes in, same job, right? They come in full of energy and excitement, saying hi to everybody, right? Telling everybody, hey, let's have a great day, let's do this, you know? And, and they're really, really pushing the company mission, okay, when it comes to achievement, right? They're not just pushing themselves to do more, right? They're encouraging others to do more and to participate with them. And they're making the job fun and they're making it exciting, right? For themselves, right? And they're making it fun and exciting for the people around them. Just because of their energy and enthusiasm and how they bring all of that to the table. See, these things are important and they are what I call, um, uh, I can't really find a word for, you know, not the intangibles. The intangibles that people bring to the job is, is what creates greater opportunities for these individuals, right? Greater opportunities come from people who bring forth more than just what they're told to do. And, and see, and that's the point and I'm really, really trying to get at, right? Because one of the hardest things for me in law enforcement was trying to get somebody to be excited about their job after they have allowed the masses to zap their energy and enthusiasm that they showed up with when they first got the job. So the hardest thing for me has been to, to bring these guys back to life. To give them something to be excited about all over again about their job, right? To give them a new look, a new perspective. Check it out. You may have been doing your job this way for 20 years, but did you actually see this particular angle which makes this job that much more exciting. And, and, and so I spent my entire career trying to bring people back to that moment of where they felt that the job that they were signing up for, they were super, super excited about. And, and I think that that is vital um, to your career. I think that is vital to your life. I think that is vital to your mental health and well-being, right? Having something to be excited about when it comes to your job, your career, and your life. Having something to look forward to each and every day. And it all starts with you keeping a promise to yourself, right? That same excitement that when you first signed up for your job, right? That same excitement, that same energy, that same enthusiasm that you find a way each and every day to do it again. You know, to do it just one more time, man. One more time, right? Um, I The jobs that I work, right? They are super exciting, right? And I 
watch the people around me, you know, uh, that are doing their job, that are around me, and they're not excited about their jobs, right? Some of them are in the public sector dealing with a lot of people that, that are really nasty and, and, and talk down to them and, and just different things. You know, people are very, very difficult. People come in stressed out with all their life's problems and they try to unload on people. And, you know, and the people that I'm around, they deal with that a lot. You know, people always trying to unload on them. So I try to make it a point of keeping it all exciting, right? Keeping it all exciting, um, keeping the energy levels up, keeping the enthusiasm up. And, and I think that when you do that for people, I think they appreciate it, right? I think they appreciate it. It's something I learned a long time ago in law enforcement um, that when you start to show people that you just appreciate them showing up, you appreciate them going the extra mile, you appreciate them having a smile on their face, right? Because even that, even them having a smile on their face, okay, brings something to the table it makes other people's lives around them that much more comfortable that much more easier than coming to work each and every day with with a frown you know or a resting bitch face or the uh i hope you die look right you know you know the people that just walk around and just look angry and you're afraid to look at them because you're waiting for them to say something nasty to you right you know, and, and the funny thing is those same people, those same people when they first signed up for the job were so excited about it. So excited about it and, and they put on that fake smile of, of how much energy and effort they were going to put toward the job and look at them now, right? All angry about the job and all upset and shit. But uh, yeah, that's how people are, man. You know, you got you got to take the good with the bad. But um back to my college kids and, and everybody starting your new careers or whatever um, you may not start out on top right you may not start out with a $65,000 a year job you may not start out with that right but but times of our are lightening up and things are getting better when it comes to the job market so uh, you guys will be alright you guys are gonna have the life that you want um, just make sure you stay consistent and stay at it and don't give up, number one. You know, and number two, guys, make sure, make sure that when you finally choose a career, finally choose a job that you're going to take on, do it 100% every day, right? Do it 100% every day. Don't be the type of person that shows up to work just to get a paycheck. Don't be the type of person that shows up to work and spends the entire day trying to duck their responsibilities. Don't be that. Don't be this person that shows up to work every day and all you do is complain about the job that you have. By the way, the job that you sign up to do, okay, and you want to complain about it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl, man. So, uh, life is too short. Life is far too short for you to um, not give 100% effort in everything that you're doing. 
everything that you're doing. If it's worth, if it is worthwhile, give a hundred percent, man. You know, that's what you gotta do. If it's worthwhile, give a hundred percent. So, uh, uh, that's it, man. I'm gonna wrap it up for today, man. I got some other things to do while I'm on my run, so um, I'll do that. And uh, listen, guys, make sure you head on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com. Pick up a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life. I am giving it away free, 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 and free, and free, and free. All you got to do is pay shipping, guys, $9.95. When you do that, I'm going to give you a couple of bonuses with it as well. Um, and also, over there on my site, LieutenantSoundBlue.com, I have an order form bump where you guys can buy my audio book. I mean, if you have Audible, you can download it for free. Um, or if you have... Uh, uh, it's... it's, it's it's on a bunch of different platforms, man. But uh, just look up Lieutenant South, the top 25 mistakes in route to the good life audio book, man. You guys pull it up, you can get it. But you can get it on my site as well with an order form bump. Um, and I'll give you the digital download version of my book. Um, also, guys, uh, give me a shout out on social media Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat. Of course, Reddit blogger and my favorite YouTube and DM me and let me know what topics you guys want me to talk about on my daily podcast. If I pick a topic that you guys chose in my DMs, man, I am going to send you a special gift that you will really be excited about, alright? So hop on over there to LieutenantSoundBlue.com and check me out, man. So I'm going to wrap it up for today, man. You guys have a fantastic evening. This is episode 291. Can you believe it? 291. 91st episode. And uh, I am still going strong, man. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow with my daily podcast. You guys have a great night. All right? Deuces. What's going on, gang? How you guys doing today? It is April 5th. April 5th, man. And this is Lieutenant Sal Blue, um, 20-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the uh, renowned now Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life, second edition. Second edition, right? So, um, I am out here today. I'm on a med run route and I am uh, just out here up in the mountains up by uh, Milford, Bell Reeve, going through that area and uh, going through the state park. And I was thinking right before I left, you know, one of the uh, nurses was signing um, one of the forms and she put the wrong date she reversed the four five and five four right and so uh she was like oh man five four wishful thinking she said right wishful thinking that she wished it was already may 4th and to me uh, you know me and my wife were thinking oh my god this year is already going too fast right so um it is perspective 
people's perspective on life, right? Some people are trying to rush through time and others are trying to preserve time. I guess it depends on where you're at in your life, what position you are and, and how things are going, right? Um, and a lot of people uh, rush through life because like right now, we're, we're just finishing out and, and I wouldn't even say finishing out, right? Because now we're in the financial section of the pandemic, right? A uh, 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 worldwide pandemic, people sick, people dying. But all in all, it crushed the financial markets. And now they uh, agreed to allow interest rates to be raised to 25%, right? So uh, nobody takes a hit but the little guy. The little guy takes the constant hit um, of the governments and, and we are the ones who basically uh, support all the governments with our efforts and our energy right and most importantly guys with our time that's right we spend all of our time working to make a living for ourselves and to also make a living for the government to survive right we work hard um, and, and Uncle Sam takes half of everything. Then the state takes another 20%. And we end up living off of about 30% of what we make every year. Right? 30%. So think about that, man. Think about that 30% and the money that you're paying out in taxes. When you buy stuff, you're paying taxes. Uh, April 15th, you're paying taxes. I mean, you're always paying taxes on everything. Right? Everybody wants to tax the stuff that... uh. They're doing it for you and give it to you. And it's okay. This is how our system is made up. Our system is made up of having the masses take care of everything. But at the same time, they try to make you think that they're taking care of you. When the truth is, no, we're actually taking care of ourselves because we're paying taxes and everything else. So... Uh, don't let nobody pull the wool over your head when it comes to um, the government and the government taking care of you and everything else, man. If you're working out there and you're getting it done each and every day and you're trying to make a living and you're trying to live the life, best life possible, then guess what? You are taking care of yourself. Nobody else is taking care of you, right? Um, those are just uh, amenities that you get when you pay your taxes, right? You get the roads paved, you get them plowed, you know, you get, uh, these days it ain't much, right? <laughs> it ain't much, but um, I guess the most important thing you get is protection, right? Military protection, you know, so that nobody comes and invades your country and steals your, your, your freedoms, you know? So I was thinking about that. But um, when, uh, when the nurse wrote 5-4 and, and the other lady was like wishful thinking and she hoped that uh, it hurry, may hurry up and gets here, I told her, I said, hey, slow down. I said, don't rush time. I said, don't rush time. Not that you can rush time anyway, but um, in your mind, you can rush time and kind of put off things that you need to be doing because uh, you're waiting for another moment in the future to come about. And so 
I tell people don't rush time because uh, uh, one day you won't have any, right? It is the most, it is the rarest resource in the world, time. Time is so rare, man. Time is so rare. And the reason why it's so rare is because we do not know how much time we have. We don't know. We have no idea, um, you know, in the life lottery, how much time we are allotted. You know, we can only, we assume, right? You know, and, and over time, we can see that uh, our development in technology and everything else allows us to live a bit longer than we, than they did in the past. But we still don't know. We still don't know when that moment will come where we're out of time, right? And so you kind of got to learn how to uh, respect time, right? Respect time. And for me, I believe the best way to respect time was living in the present, right? Living in the right now, right? Not, not, not being over anxious of what's to come, all right? And not lamenting on what has happened. Uh, those are two of my biggest takeaways when it comes to time and, and the moments that I think about how I can best manage uh, the seconds of my day. And just think about that. You got to think about life in seconds. right? If you start to think about life in weeks, days, months, years, um, you'll put a lot of stuff off. You will put so many things off because we are natural procrastinators as human beings, right? If it's something is difficult and we have an opportunity to put it off until another time, till we get enough guts to do it, guess what we're going to do? We're going to put it off, man. We're going to put it off over and over and over again until, right, the moment comes where we have to do it no matter what. Right? And, and that's crazy that we do that all the time as people. But but we do. We do. We um we don't find urgency in things because we have a very poor perspective of time because we can't measure it because we don't know how much more we have left. You know, so a lot of people like to live in the illusion that they have plenty of time. And that is why they become procrastinators, right? If you live in the illusion that you have plenty of time, then of course you can put everything off. I can put that off to tomorrow. I can put that off to next week. I can put that off to next month, next year, you know. Uh, and that is why so many people fail at their New Year's resolutions, right? Their lack of urgency. I tell people, you have to live for the second, right? Not for the day, not for the week, not for the month, but you have to live for the second, right? And you should plan your life in 24-hour clips, man. Every 24 hours, you know, what have I done in this last 24 hours, right? I mean, if you plan your life in seconds, maybe you are the type of person that you, maybe you'll get anxiety or something like that, but I'm using, um, if you plan your life in 24-hour clips, you can really, really make an impact in life 
uh, for yourself, right? Because that is what you want to do. You want to make an impact uh, for yourself so that, you know, when, when the moment comes, the bell rings and your life is done, you could think to yourself, okay, I gave this a good go. I gave a good go at this. I, I, I gave this a good shot. I really went for it. Right? You want to believe that in life you went for it when the time it was to go for it, right? You had the, you had the starting line, you know, stink of this. You had the starting line, right? You're about to run a race and somebody shoots the gun in the air. Pow! Go! Everybody stands still. Nobody takes off and runs. Right? Except for maybe the tortoise, right? The tortoise is running real slow, so it don't seem like he's running. But anyway, everybody thinks they're the hare. Everybody thinks that they could do things um, very quickly, very efficiently, but they just have to feel the urgency to do it, right? They like that adrenaline. They like that rush. They like that push to, uh, to, to shape and mold their life in the form of little pockets of emergencies and what I tell people all the time is you are not at your best when you are living your life in urgency you're not at your best right you may have a shot of adrenaline you may have a good pump you may feel that you are hyper focused but you are not at your best right you're more at your best when you do a steady pace. You know, start hitting it slow, right? If you have to. But either way, it is based on action. You have to act. You have to act. Action and time and good life are all the elements, okay, that come together to create the best life possible, right? Time and action go hand in hand, right? If a second goes by that you are not performing in action, then you are wasting time, right? You should always have something going on. And, and, and by the way, um, I'm not telling people that not to take a break or you can't take a break or you can't have a moment to yourself. But what I am telling you is most people stay on break. Most people are always having moments, right? You know, they, they do a, a work for an eight-hour day, and they probably do about four hours worth of extremely productive work in an eight-hour day, you know? They take their two 15-minute breaks. They take their one-hour lunch, you know, or half an hour lunch or whatever, and, uh, and then they spend the rest of the day doing a little bit of work, probably first thing in the morning, hyper-focused when they get there. And then throughout the day, they're taking mental breaks because they can't concentrate long enough to keep going on their daily objective. The thing that they should be focused on the most, man. And, and I see that so much. I saw it so much as, as a supervisor and manager of people um, that that people would make excuses when the work got hard to do less, to be lazy, right? 
to say that they're tired, to say that they're hungover, and, and, and all of these things were all distractions um, for them to not do as much work as they needed to do in the allotted amount of time. Every single day, you should be judging yourself to see how efficient you can be. Every single day. Every single day, how efficient can I be? How much better can I do it today than I did it yesterday? Right? What are the things that slowed me down? Right? Things that slowed you down. What are the things that stopped you from, from getting the most out of your day? You got to think of these things, right? You got to think of these things. And, and, you, and the reason why you have to think of these things, right? I'm not trying to stress you out or nothing. But you have to learn how to craft your life. You have to learn how to craft your life to get the most out of your life. Right? So, so you want to be an efficiency machine. Right? And when you become an efficiency machine, you're, you're not working harder. You're working smarter. You're getting things done at a more efficient level. And then when you get things done at a more efficient level, believe it or not, you will find pleasure in doing more, right? Uh, the better I became at a task that I initially didn't want to do, I began to enjoy it. The reason why I didn't want to do the task or whether I dragged my feet or whether I was lazy is because I did not want to put in the reps and sets to get good at it, right? But once you get good at something, guys, once you get good at something, man, you're going to want to do it. And you're going to want to do it because we have a natural tendency to want to impress the people that we're around that we're good at what we do. We feel good when people tell us that we're doing good, you know? Uh, how many times have you had a, a, maybe not external, but an internal smile when somebody says, yo, good job. Man, you're really good at what you do. Or somebody gives you one of those super, super compliments. Right? How good do you feel deep down inside, right? It kind of makes you want to work a little more. It kind of makes you want to hold yourself to a higher standard. It kind of makes you want to uh, continue on getting those good compliments of good job and way to go and fantastic. Right? Even if you say you're not. Right? Because just picture this in, in, in the picture. What if somebody comes up to you and goes, that was a shitty job. That was a horrible job. I cannot believe you put out this type of work. Right? Now you're feeling some kind of way because guess what, guys? That is a reflection on you. Well, that's how we take it, right? We take it as, oh, man, you know, this guy's really uh, talking about me as a person. And so when somebody's talking about you as a person, we kind of clump um, the things that we do as us, right? The job that we are performing as who we are. When, when, it's, when that is definitely not the truth, but, but we do it anyway, right? We do it anyway. And so um, it is so much more pleasurable, so much more beneficial, so much more... Um, exciting to hear somebody say that you did a good job instead of you did a bad job.
right? So um, I'm going to take a break real quick, guys. I'm going to run into Wawa and get me a cup of coffee, but we're going to keep going on this, man. I'm excited about this podcast.